there's a standalone mural in Tamaqua, PA, that is both proclamation and pledge. Two bold words rendered with strong and solid lettering. Renewed determination. Renewed determination. The words and message are bordered by train tracks that curve up the left side of the mural with a branch line running from east to west in the middle. And as we look more closely, we begin to get some context for the proclamation, renewed determination. There's a small steam locomotive hauling a coal car, and it's at a railroad crossing, we see the sign. And the train is just below the crest of the hill or incline, almost reaching a straight shot of track to its goal. And that goal appears to be the Tamaqua train station. The artist may or may not have had in mind the children's storybook from 1930, The Little Engine That Could, but we can almost hear the Tamaqua train huffing and puffing. I think I can, I think I can determined to persevere till it pulls into the station with its load. There's another level of meaning as we consider this mural. If we know something of the history of the borough, we remember its economy as tied both to anthracite coal and the railroad industry. The mural alludes to coal and railroads, but also suggests an earlier effort by the community to pull together to save something of that history. We're told that in 1874, the Philadelphia and Reading Railroad built an elaborate Victorian-style passenger station in Tamaqua to replace an earlier wood structure which had been destroyed by fire. The size, style, and elaborate appointments in the new station were evidence of the growing importance of Tamaqua as a major railroad hub in the anthracite coal region. More than 40 passenger trains stopped at the station daily during its peak years in the first half of the 20th century. The new station even included a full-service restaurant to serve its many patrons. The surrounding station grounds were part of the beautiful Depot Square Park with its meticulously cared-for gardens and fountain. Tamaqua Station and Depot Square Park were a showplace of the once-mighty Philadelphia and Reading Railroad and the focal point of downtown Tamaqua. In August 1992, the station was purchased by Tamaqua SOS, Save Our Station, a nonprofit group organized for the purpose of preserving and restoring the station and returning it to its rightful place as the focal point and hub of the community. The station is individually listed on the National Register of Historic Places, as well as being part of the 55-block Tamaqua Historical District. In 2004, following a long and difficult period spanning more than 12 years, Tamaqua SOS proudly completed the extensive $1.5 million restoration of the Tamaqua station, thus preserving it for generations to come and returning it to be a place of prominence in the region. All that from Tamaqua SOS. Tamaqua SOS puts it this way, 
Without the dedication of this small group of volunteers, the station and a large part of Tamaqua's heritage and now revitalization may have been lost forever. So when we look again at the standalone mural, we can perhaps better understand the phrase renewed determination. People of Tamaqua believed they could, and they eventually did save the train station. But what's this mural referring to when it pledges renewed determination? The new goal may be symbolized by the train station, but this time the goal seems to be something intangible. The spirit of Tamaqua, past, present, and future. The mural reminds the people of Tamaqua what they're capable of as they continue their journey into the future. And they know they can, they know they can, and they are being celebrated around the country for their efforts. The Tamaqua Area Community Partnership is made up of residents who seek to preserve the best of the past, enhance the quality of life in the present, and work to create a better future for the generations that follow. And when TACP received some discouraging news about the community in a formal survey, the organization moved quickly to develop projects dedicated to changing the town's view of itself and of its neighbors within the community. And the arts were at the heart of that effort. We're about to hear the story of how Tamaqua, PA, became one of three successful case studies in a recently released report by the National Endowment for the Arts and the Kresge Foundation. And the report is called We Making, How Arts and Culture Unite People to Work Toward Community Well-Being. The report focuses on social cohesion, the power of individuals feeling part of and acting together as a group. This basic requirement of healthy communities is especially important now as the pandemic has exposed social, racial, and health inequities across the country. The new report shows that creative placemaking helps grow social cohesion to encourage community well-being, and that is connected with arts and cultural activities. The Tamaqua case study centers on advances over the last five-plus years in the community including establishment of the Tamaqua Community Arts Center, the Dear Tamaqua in a New Light series of events, Tamaqua Has Heart, and the Tamaqua Area Community Partnerships Choose Happiness Framework. That from Victoria Hutter, Assistant Director of Public Affairs for the National Endowment for the Arts. We had a chance to speak by phone with Micah Gursky, Executive Director of the Tamaqua Area Community Partnership about Tamaqua's history, and the efforts celebrated in the National Endowment for the Arts Kresge Report. Tamaqua is a small town in northeastern Pennsylvania. We're a former, not a former, we're a coal mining town and a railroad town. So we have active coal mining, so we have active railroad in our community. If you've ever been to a northeastern Pennsylvania small coal mining town, even if it wasn't Tamaqua, you know Tamaqua. Um, you know, it's a strong manufacturing base. Has, has suffered economically for, for, for many generations, and we've been working really hard to revitalize ourselves, just like a lot of other communities in northeastern Pennsylvania. So we're, we're a gritty old coal town in northeastern Pennsylvania. And, Micah, you went out of the area to go to school, but you chose to come back. Yeah, I mean, I, I, people say I came back. I feel like I never left. Um, you know, I graduated from Tamaqua, and I 
went away to college and, and, and started doing community work when I graduated from college. And I've been working with the nonprofit that I'm working with for, for 26 years now. You have been working hard, and you really are optimistic as we go into this conversation. Yeah, I mean, Tamaqua, like a lot of other communities, but Tamaqua in particular, I mean, we have a lot to offer. It, it is a gritty old cold town. It has a nice small town feeling to it. Uh, we, we have very affordable houses, so people who are looking to, to get a leg up economically, they can buy an affordable home and live in a community that has amenities that can really compete with a, with a lot of communities, both small and large. You know, the people in Tamaqua are, are very, very community-focused and very community-minded, but it's a place that's real and genuine, and it's a place where you know, if you're looking to belong to a place and feel like a sense of, of belonging and, and a sense of community, you know, we really have that. And we have a lot of really nice amenities that, that a lot of people have helped to develop over the years. We have a 900-property historic district. We have a beautiful downtown with some great businesses and restaurants. We have two microbreweries and an art center and a little coffee shop. And, you know, and we, have, we have free college tuition at our local community college thanks to an endowment that helps any Tamaki graduate can go to, go to college for free. So we have a lot to offer people. And uh, I think the biggest thing that makes us optimistic is we, we give people an opportunity to find their sense of purpose and then work on that and connect with other people in the community. And, you know, in this day and age, I think a lot of people don't feel connected to their community. And, you know, we have we, we have a lot of people out there working to, to make that a possibility here. Before we get to the report, Micah, just tell us what the Tamaqua Area Community Partnership is. What's its mission? Sure. So the, the Tamaqua Area Community Partnership, it's a, it's a 26-year-old nonprofit charity. We're, we're a nonprofit community development organization. You know, we're very geographically focused. We're focused on the Tamaqua community. And we do everything from Main Street revitalization and business recruitment to historic preservation, to recreation development, leadership development, to arts and culture. We, we help with skill building and we help to address antisocial behavior like uh, substance use disorder and, and crime. And we address crime and safety issues in our community. So we're really a nonprofit that works with a lot of other partners to, to make our community better. I mean, our mission is very simple. We started in 1994 to, to improve the quality of life in the Tamaqua area. And now, two and a half decades later, you know, our goal is really to, to, to make Tamako a place where, where people care if you're happy and, and people are concerned about connecting you with your sense of purpose and, and with the community so that you could, it sounds silly, but live happily ever after. And where and how did Tamaqua get together with the National Endowment for the Arts? Right. So we were, we were approached by Metris Arts out of Easton, and they were working on this project with the National Endowment for the Arts and the James L. Knight Foundation and the Kresge Foundation and other funders who were, were trying to put some, some academic rigor to, to some of the play space and arts community development that, that has been happening. And they were looking for good examples of, of this. And the, the Metris Arts approached us because of some of the community work that we've done using arts as a way to develop community, to connect people to the community to give them um, a sense of belonging and, and get them to participate. And so they, they saw some of the work that our art center had been doing. The art center is a project of the Tamaqua Area Community Partnership. And so they, they approached us and they said, you know, we'd like to talk about what you've been doing and, and is it working and, and why are you doing it and how are you doing it? And then they used us as a case study for this we making theory of change uh, that they have for communities like ours that, that want to they want to improve their community, and, and the arts can be a very powerful way to do that. So they approached us and asked us what we were doing, and we were, we were more than happy to share. And then tell us about the Arts Center, because that was something that happened before this study, right? 
Yeah, so this study uses uses the work that we've done as a case study that helped them to develop this this theory of change and this concept of we making. You know, how do you build trust in your community? How do you build social cohesion? You know, how do you how do you get people to care about their community? And so the the Tamako Community Art Center has been part of our efforts in in our community of of doing those things for for many many years now. It's actually one of the reasons why we started an art center was to give people a way to get engaged in the community. And so we've done a couple of projects that were specifically designed to improve social cohesion and give people a connection to their community, develop positive relationships with people in their community, uh, get people all working toward a common good, and get people to participate. The, the project that was featured in this We Making publication that, that the National Endowment for the Arts has released, the project that they focused on was, was called Dear Tamaqua. Um, that was a two-year-long project that, that we actually can demonstrate that we, we improved trust and, and social cohesion in our community with this art project. And so they thought, they thought that was pretty cool. We didn't do it to be featured in a, in a paper by the National Endowment for the Arts or to be a, a good example. We, we did it because we wanted that to happen in our community. And we're, we're more than happy to, to share that, our experience because other communities want the same thing. And, and so you know, we encourage them to do it because it, it can work. So what were the elements that were involved and how did you decide, well, this makes sense and why do we call it letters? I mean, why were you focusing on that as a theme? It, it started with a challenge from our community development perspective to the Art Center to, you know, we said to the Art Center, we want you to do a project that's going to engage people and connect people to the community and build trust in the community. And the reason is, in, in the year 2011, Penn State University did a study of a lot of different communities in Pennsylvania and sort of ranked them on how much social engagement there was, uh, how much uh, social capital they had, how much they trust their neighbors, how involved they were, how much do they feel like they have a voice in their community. And sadly, despite you know, almost two decades of bricks-and-mortar community development work that we were very proud of, sadly, Tamaqua didn't rank very high. Uh, it showed that people felt that Tamaqua was a very cliquish place where your voice didn't matter uh, and things happened, but you didn't have any role in it or any stake in it. And so, uh, you know, we were taken aback by this and we were focused on trying to do, do better and do something about it. So we challenged the Art Center to come up with a project that would engage people and, and give people a voice and not just the Chamber of Commerce folks and the local elected officials and the people who always have a voice, but people who, who might feel like their voices don't matter. So we asked them to come up with a project, and they came up with this idea called Dear Tamaqua. And it, the prompt for the community was, Dear Tamaqua, dot, dot, dot. And then you would literally write a letter to your community. And we asked people to share their hopes and their dreams and their fears and what they like about the community and what they don't like about the community and what are their memories. And it was just, it was just a prompt, Dear Tamaqua, and you could write whatever you want. And we, we specifically went out of our way to engage people. We went to schools and, and got students to write, um, elementary school students to write letters or draw pictures. We went to senior centers, and, had, and if they couldn't write, we even helped them write their letter as they would dictate it to us. Uh, we used Touchstone Theater, which is a group out of Bethlehem, to help us coordinate this. And we even, we even printed up bar coasters that just said, Dear Tamaqua, and we distributed them to all the bars in Tamaqua. And there's a lot of bars in Tamaqua. And we asked people while they're sitting at the bar for the bartender to give them a pen and, and write their message to Tamaqua. And, and amazingly, over the course of the year, we got more than 700 submissions of Dear Tamaqua, whether it was somebody wrote a song, somebody drew a picture, or they literally wrote a letter or just scratched something on a, on a bar coaster. You can imagine the bar coasters were very lively, it was very lively input. 
And people wrote all sorts of things, Erica. They wrote they wrote about their memories and you know and, and growing up in Tamaqua. They wrote about some of the things that they love about Tamaqua now, like our train station and our our, our community pool and the Owl Creek Reservoirs and our Main Street. And, and they also wrote about things that they don't like, like some blighted buildings. They they wrote about the uh, drug use in the community and the impact that addiction and overdoses were having. And uh, so they wrote about the good and the bad and the ugly and what they like and what they don't like. And then we took those those 700 submissions and we used that as source material to create an interactive. Oh my gosh! It was oh my goodness! It was it, it was part block party, part theater, part community festival, part food festival. But we took those words and images and ideas and and we created a mile-long walking path through the community. And not just down the the nice main street. We literally took them down dark alleys. And if it was talking about a negative thing, we would put a display in that dark alley. And you would see your words and the words of your neighbors and, and the other community members. You would see those words and hear those words, whether it was in a song or if somebody wrote about a particular food that they remember or a restaurant that they remember. There would be food there that you could eat from, you know, that was like that restaurant uh, or the old bakery. There was pictures of historic buildings, and it was a mile-long walk through the community. And at, at one point, there was you know, displays of the words that people wrote. And then we had actors just standing there reading these letters aloud. So if you wrote a letter, you might walk by and hear an actor reading your, reading your words back to you. So it was really a, a community looking internally really talking to ourselves and, and dealing with this sort of love-hate relationship that a lot of people have, where, yeah, there's some real big issues in, in our community, but there's also some things we really love. And and what we did was we, after the two years, we, we had a one-day festival slash event slash theater production that was written by and starred the people of our community, and we were also the audience. And so after that, we, we asked Penn State to come back in and, and see if if this process, because the process was as important as anything else, we, we had them come back in and, and redo the study and see if there was any difference. And they said they weren't going to do redo the study because that was a one-time thing and they, they didn't plan on doing it again. And we're like, what do you mean you're not doing it again? You can't just tell us we're you know, a bunch of people who don't trust each other and don't like their neighbors. And then we try to do something to improve ourselves and you're not going to see if we did any good. And so we convinced them uh, after some doing to come back in and resurvey. And they looked at what we we're doing, and, and they did the same survey uh, after the Dear Tamaqua project. And they showed a marked increase in, in in trust, a marked increase in believing that that they could make a difference. People felt like they could make a difference in their community. An increase in trusting in community leaders. An increase in in willingness to participate in activities, an increase in sense of belonging and a positive relationship with their community. And I think that's what attracted the National Endowment for the Arts and the Kresge Foundation and the James L. Knight Foundation and, and the, other, the other organizations that partnered to put this report together. You know, I think because Tamaqua had taken the time and effort to document with some scientific rigor that this arts project wasn't just a fun thing to do, uh, it actually had a, a meaningful and measurable change in people's attitudes. Um, and I think that that's, you know, that's part of why we're listed as a case study for this social cohesion model. Did people get bitten by the idea of the arts themselves? Is the center, can you tell, do, do the people at the center say they're more active than they have been, that that didn't quiet down? Well, the, the art center, I mean, the Tamaqua Community Arts Center, if anybody's, if you've never been here, you really should stop by. I mean, each year we have more than 1,000 events, classrooms, work classes, workshops, concerts, theater productions, clay studio. I mean, it's a, it's a really busy place for, for a small community. But, yeah, we, we had a lot more engagement from people, and not just in the art center, but in the community generally. And, uh, yeah, we, we, you know, it was 
people people had a, a more positive outlook. And of course, some people said well, that was great. We should do that again. And of course, the organizers and our art center director, she had put her heart and soul into this project and really made it made it special. She was like, "There's no way we can do that again. It's just it was such a it was such a process, and it wasn't something that you could just replicate." So we we started talking about, okay, what do we do now? Because people are you know people are feeling more optimistic. And so the following year, we actually did a project called Tamaqua Has Heart. So we took some of those dear Tamaqua sentiments about yes, there's some issues and some problems and things that need to be addressed in the community, but that Tamaqua is a place that has heart and is hopeful. And, and is working towards a, a better future and has people who are willing to put themselves out there. So we did a project called Tamaqua Has Heart that connected businesses and artists in the downtown and we had a street festival. So it wasn't a Dear Tamaqua project, but it was something that engaged our people immediately thereafter. And then the following year, we did another community arts project called Tamaqua Raw Aspirations. We actually found in our community that during the Dear Tamaqua process, we didn't get a lot of letters that talked about the future of the community. People were really good at talking about what they like and what they don't like about community now. And they did a lot of talking about in the letters, a lot of talking about what they remember from the community and what they loved about the community in the past. But it was almost like Tamako was a place that spoke a language that didn't have a future tense. We just didn't get a lot of people talking about the future, good, bad, or, or otherwise. So we, we engaged some artists to work with the community to develop a public art display called Tamaqua Raw Aspirations that sort of teased out people's ideas of what, what the community could be and what the future could be for the community. So, yeah, the, the, the Dear Tamaqua Project really gave us a lot of momentum at the Art Center to do more and, and more challenging in some ways art engagement projects that, that are designed to bring people together. And the projects that, that the Art Center works on are really, the process is as important as the output. Are we are we engaging people? Are we including people that might not be included otherwise? And so, yeah, the, the Dear Tamako really helped us to mobilize and energize some people. And, Michael, you, as someone who works with a community partnership, community development, and all those sorts of things, you mentioned that the bricks-and-mortar things are critical, but they're not enough. And so bringing these things together that, yes, the place is being restored and revitalized, Main Street, and people get excited about that and the National Historic Register and those sorts of declarations, all the Victorian wonders of the structures preserved. You mentioned Tamaqua has heart, and this is the heart stuff, right? Yeah, and the, and the, and the people. I mean, you know, you don't fix up your downtown just because of the, you know, because you love historic buildings, or maybe you do. I mean, you do it because the people who live here deserve to have a nice community with, with well-preserved buildings and, and a sense of place that they enjoy being in. You know, and, and so, yeah, the, the bricks and mortar projects are, are really good, but oftentimes, at least in our community, and I can only speak from, from our experience, Eric, I, you know, I don't pretend to speak for other communities, but at least in Tamaqua's experience, the, the positive things that happen with the bricks and mortar projects and the developments at Main Street Revitalization, and people really liked it, but they felt like it was something that was happening happening to them. And they didn't really have a role in it or a part in it or a voice in it. And so it wasn't that they disliked it, but it wasn't engaging. It wasn't something that they felt they were part of. And really, that can, be, that can actually build some mistrust in the community where you're like, well, where, how does this stuff happen? And who's doing this? And why are they doing that? And it's just kind of mysterious. And so the, these, these art projects really are a chance for people to bring them out and have them participate in, in these type of projects and develop relationships with each other and with the projects and their community and with their sense of place, you know, kind of get people on the same page and, and feel like they belong to the community and that what's happening in the community is part of their dreams and desires and wants uh, and is actually happening for them, by them. And that builds that trust amongst, uh, amongst the community. 
And, and that's what the National Endowment for the Arts is calling this social cohesion, this, this building of trust, using interpersonal relationships and a sense of belonging to a place and everybody working towards a common good and, and participating. I mean, that's, that's process. That's the heart stuff that, you're talk, that we're talking about. And again, that, that process is sometimes more important than, than the product. Have other communities checked in with you to see what you've done and say, well, maybe we could do something like that? Yeah, we, and we've done that even before this report came out. Uh, we got so much help, Erica, from so many people, both local people in Tamako, volunteers, our art center director and the, and the assistant, and you know, just all the community groups. But then we also, we also got a lot of help and support and guidance from people outside the community, Touchstone Theater from Beth Lab and the Pennsylvania Council for the Arts and Rural LISC, which is a national nonprofit. And so we've had a lot of help. And so we, we try to pay that back by, by sharing our story with other communities. So we've, you know, we actually met Metris Art at an event in Belfont, Pennsylvania, where we shared the Dear Tamaqua story. And that's how they connected us to this project with the National Endowment for the Arts. But we've, we've had meetings and shared our story with communities as close as Lansford to communities as far away as, you know, California. And actually, we had a, we had, a couple of years ago, we had some visitors from Allendale, South Carolina, and they came here and they, they learned about what, what we did and, more importantly, how we did it and why we did it. Uh, and they went back home and they did a Dear Allendale project, which is just really, it, it just blows our mind that somebody would actually copy off of us. And it was wonderful. And it was a way for them to get people talking about Allendale, South Carolina, uh, and talking about what they like and don't like, and, and, and then sharing those experiences with each other. So... Uh, so even before this report, we, we, we did share this. We did a webinar about this report in particular, and it, it's like you're pinching yourself. You're on a call with, with somebody from East Oakland, California, who's, who's one of the other case studies. And they're talking about the work that they're doing on racial justice and, and things like that. And, you know, it's really just inspiring to see how communities can use the arts and place-based cultural strategies to really develop that sense of community. So yeah, we're happy to share. And that's why when they asked if I would do an interview with Erica Funky, I said, absolutely, I'm happy to do that. You're a wonderful spokesperson, Micah, because it's really real for you. What's happening demographically in Tamaqua? We have a very similar history to Luzerne and Lackawanna County and Carbon County and, and the other northeastern Pennsylvania communities. Our population was largest in 1930, and it's been a, a downhill population loss ever ever since although we have hopefully turned a corner with that. But yeah, the communities have changed. We've suffered economically. You know, we've lost many of our largest employers over the years, whether that's coal as an, as an employer, even though we have still very active coal mining companies, railroading as an employer isn't as large as it used to be. And then we lost a lot of our textiles that, that were large employers as well and some of the other manufacturing. We replaced that with a lot of logistics companies in our region. And, you know, transportation is a big employer now. But, you know, the, the, the demographics in Tamaqua, we, we have our challenges. You know, we have a 19th century infrastructure and physical community, and, you know, we're trying to, to operate as a 21st century community in it. You know, we, we do these projects because, and, and not that we're not trying to attract people from outside the area, but we're really doing it for the people who are here. You know, Dear Tamaqua was very much a, an inward-looking, hey, look, let's, let's have a conversation with ourselves, because a lot of times communities like Tamaqua you're not going to attract people to live in your community if you if you haven't really grappled with some of these questions, economic questions, uh, racial questions, social justice questions, social equity questions. Uh, who has a voice? How can people participate? Is it meaningful participation? You know, we want to, we're, we're trying to to improve the community for the people who are here, 
And, and yes, we welcome anybody who wants to join our community and, and be part of this and be part of the Tamaqua community because we have a lot of new people that have moved in. And sometimes they're the most positive people in, in town. You know, the people who grow up here often have a very negative and pessimistic view of the community. And new people to the community, you know, they, they look at the amenities that we have and the opportunities that we have and, and the beautiful community that we have and, and how engaged people are. And they're blown away and they think it's great and they want to be part of it. You know, Erica, there's nothing unique about Tamaqua as far as our history, the, the large socioeconomic things that impact us. What, what is unique, I would say, is the community embracing challenges and, and, and spending a lot of decades sometimes trying to, to, to work on projects and, and to improve the community and to engage people in a meaningful way. So it's, you know, we're, we're very similar to other, other Northeastern PA communities and really throughout the country. And, and a lot of them now, including Tamaqua, you know, there's people who are, they kind of feel disconnected or lost. You know, and, and the arts and the Tamaqua Arts Center, it tries every day to, to be a place where you can connect with your sense of purpose and you can express yourself and you can develop some social relationships with people you might not have met otherwise and, and develop that sense of place and cohesion in, in, in your community. You mentioned a song. Were there any songs that emerged out of these projects? And, and does anything last? Do you hear, Dear Tamaqua, is there a, an anthem that emerged? There actually is, and it was written by uh, a musician who no longer lives in Tamaqua but feels that this is still his hometown, and he wrote a song called Dear Tamaqua. And the night of the Dear Tamaqua Festival that we had, uh, he stood in the center of our town and, and sang uh, Dear Tamaqua. He was on a stage, and we had fireworks and, and celebrated celebrated his this anthem that he wrote. His name is J.P. Jordan, and uh, his father was a police officer here in town, and he was inspired by the project. He actually helped with the project with his role in Touchstone Theater, but he just really embraced it and, and wrote a great song. And yeah, there was a lot of music that day. Dear Tamaqua, it's been a while since you and I got drunk. Dear Tamaqua, I heard it said you're deep down in a funk. When I saw you cross the street just the other day You never looked so good, I just had to say Dear Tamaqua, I'm sorry that I haven't kept in touch Dear Tamaqua, I've been away since the elk stopped serving brunch We agreed it best That we took some time Guess we're right Seems we're both doing fine Dear Tamaqua Don't get me wrong Not saying things are great Knowing every good has a bad Has always been our fate Oh, and I'll take that good And I'll take that bad And I promise to remember All the times we had Like our first kiss On the iron steps, yeah Thinking how we were blessed At freedom was a place called home 
when we hit up, yeah, all the bars thinking, yeah, how we'd go far if we could only make it out the door. And as we stumbled by the train station, we see West Down Broad hanging out with those eyefills at Grandma's Grave. Dear Tamaqua, feels pointless saying, I remember when. But dear Tamaqua, you bet your ass I'd do it all again. You're a hard-headed woman with a heart of cool A rough and tumble outsider with no problems staying gold Yeah, and I'll take that good, and I'll take that bad And I promise to remember all the times we had Yeah, those thoughts of you Yeah, so good, so true Yeah, I'm guessing that you miss me Dear Tamaqua. Dear Tamaqua by James P. Jordan. J.P. Jordan, who is a native of Tamaqua. He's an ensemble member and artistic director of Touchstone Theater in Bethlehem. And he wrote that anthem for Dear Tamaqua. And as we heard Micah Gursky say, that was the culminating event with fireworks for that special day and night in Tamaqua, bringing people together and expanding a sense of community, deepening a sense of community. Micah Gursky is the executive director of the Tamaqua Area Community Partnership, and he's been speaking with us about Tamaqua in Schuylkill County and its recent arts and cultural projects, including Dear Tamaqua, that came to the attention of the National Endowment for the Arts and the Kresge Foundation through Metris Arts Consulting of Easton, Pennsylvania. And just now, recently, the NEA and the Kresge Foundation published a report written by Metris Arts Consulting, and it's titled We Making, How Arts and Culture Unite People to Work Toward Community Well-Being, and the report focuses on social cohesion, the power of individuals feeling part of and acting together as a group. And Micah Gursky spoke with us about the projects that were underway to do just that, that were then noticed by Metris and recommended to the National Endowment for the Arts and the Kresge Foundation. And the town of Tamaqua is one of only three case studies in that new report by the NEA. And so the Tamaqua Area Community Partnership is a point organization now for countrywide inquiries about what it is they did, how they did it, and the impact that it has had. And if you're interested in more, you can read the report, and it is intriguing. It's for all communities and all individuals who believe in the power of the arts to bring people together you can go right to www.arts.gov and type in we-we-making, and that will take you to the report. And if you're interested in the Tamaqua Area Community Partnership and talking with Micah about what the implications of this study are for your community, tacp.info, T 
tacp.info. And that's We Making, How Arts and Culture Unite People to Work Toward Community Well-Being. And it's been issued by the National Endowment for the Arts and the Kresge Foundation. And it was written by Metris Arts Consulting, Eastern Pennsylvania. And Tamaqua is one of just three communities across the United States featured in this way because of the successes they have had in arts and culture and bringing people together, the notion of social cohesion. And again, that is tacp.info for the Tamaqua Area Community Partnership and arts.gov for the National Endowment for the Arts.